A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. We'll just start going from there. All right. All right, ladies so. and gentlemen, we got long time comer of the podcast. John Dub is here, as always. And first time, Adam Riviera. Is this, did I say that right? I think Rivera? Rivera. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. There you there go. There you go. You got it right. That makes more sense. Um, do you want to introduce yourself or do anything weird like that? Usually, I hate doing those. I usually just like making it, let's just start bullshitting and going ahead, but that's your choice. Uh, Nah, like, like, at least I like, just made. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have a, an introduction. I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, you can ask me questions. Okay, that's so fine. Just, I didn't know if you want to give. Questions. I didn't know if you want to give somebody a background. Just whatever. Usually, I don't like doing those because it makes it too, and for you know, more formal. And I just like it's just sitting down, bullshitting, and going from there. Oh, so. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Alan Rivera. I'm probably the best looking Puerto Rican guy that both of you guys have seen in your life. Uh, happy to join you. The best you Puerto Rican guy I've ever seen in my life. All the right. Best looking. Best Puerto looking guy. guy. I mean, he was going to give you best. So I wouldn't even give you best. Looking, <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> so are you born and bred in Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico? Yep. Oh. Yep. So how'd you come over to the States? Uh, there's this uh, wonderful uh, uh, machinery called uh, airplanes, and you buy tickets for them. Oh, man. Uh, technology. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, uh, I, yeah, I moved... Uh, Shortly after high school, uh, about 19, almost a 19. Okay. And you, which part did you move to? Uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Ah! Southwest Virginia, yeah. Well, how'd you, meet up, with old, how'd you meet up with John Dub over here? Uh, John and I met, actually, believe it or not, we met online. Uh, so it's yeah. kind, of a, kind of a nerd lo- love story there. Oh, uh, well, this sounds like a good love story. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we don't get we too many of these. Course, I think, didn't we? So we didn't realize we worked together until after we met. Yeah, virtually. yeah, yeah. We were playing uh, a game called Chrome Hounds. Uh, yep. It was a mech game. Uh, to this day, probably the best online experience uh, ever, honestly. Uh, and uh, we played for some time together, and then we realized, that, like, holy shit, it's like we work in the same company. <laughs> so uh, Chrome Hounds was the game? Yeah, yeah. What, what is this? I've never heard of this. What is it? Oh, Xbox it's... Um, yeah, Xbox 360 is uh, it's a mech game, uh, kind of uh, super customizable. You build your mech from the ground up, like literally every piece, uh, super strategic. It was like 5v5 or 6v6, John? Uh, 6v6. Yeah. And it was like this persistent online uh, type of server. So it was kind of like a weird, like, it's kind of like an MMO, actually, because um, it's, very, it's very persistent. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a lot of us played on there for, God, man, for like years before we met in person. It was, um, if you think about, um, what's that game? Uh, risk. So basically there's three countries and you and your squad would sign up with a country and you were trying to do battles. And depending on how, your battle turned out 
would there be tiny pocketed areas that would either become part of your country's control or you would lose control if you kept losing. And uh, we were usually if we won or if we joined the particular group, uh, that group won. Yeah. yeah. We were yeah. very good at it. We had, uh, I think we hit like top, God, what, top 25 squads. Uh, it was either top, yeah, at least 25. I was thinking yeah. at one point we were like top 10. That's yeah. in the world? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were steady. But uh, we were loyal to the Neuromius <laughs> War for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what happened? So y'all just decided all to meet up in person one day? Uh, oh, man, how did we meet, John? Um, I think you did a – so there was a old is GameStop-ish kind of group called Replay Games and DVD. Started out as – I think it was a, not Hollywood video. What was the video? Uh, movie Stars. Yeah, so Movie Stars opened up, and they're like, hey, we want to do GameStop, come in, trade in movies, video games. We resell, stuff like that. Well, so – I'm working at Radford with uh, my buddy Scott, and at all replay. of a sudden, this dude, yeah, at replay. Yeah, I remember now. Radford. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So okay, this, I remember. This dude replay. shows up, and uh, Scott's like, "Oh yeah, it's my uh, my coworker," and he starts talking. I was like, "Wait, um, <laughs> so what was your gamer tag? It was Hell Hellspawn twenty three. Hellspawn, yeah." And I was like, "Hellspawn," and he's like. Sasquatch? <laughs> there, there was, but uh, so y'all yeah. just randomly walked into a place and y'all, y'all were there. Y'all, y'all didn't even plan it. No, no. I, I was working, and he was coming to work because we both worked for Replay. So you both worked so there. Okay. So I'm working, and he comes in as a part of like his audit, reviewing all the equipment and stuff. And then we're like, wait. So there you go. Is that yeah. like fate bringing you two together? Pretty much. I mean, he's he's loved me ever since. It's only awkward when the women talk about it because they they put stuff together too uh, haphazardly, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the women, huh? The women. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but yeah, it was uh, man, it was a good times actually in that game. Yep. So this was man, this is three sixty. So that was how old were y'all? Oh shit, man! It was. Uh, I looked. Up, I looked up the game the other day. What was it? It was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, because I I was like nineteen twenty at the time, and um, maybe twenty one, maybe. Yeah, I sent uh, sent a link so over. So this been about two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, right there about because it was. Um, if it wasn't a launch title, it was in the launch window for for 360 so it was yeah it was very very old uh was the reason i bought a 360 yeah oh gears was actually it wasn't gears 2 no that was way before yeah 2006 actually was the date when it was uh oh my god it's it's been a long time yeah yeah Yeah. so huh yeah we were we were younger uh arguably less handsome Man, then. Oh, of you know, course. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Look at what y'all grown into after this 10 or 11 years or whatever it's been. Oh, yeah. 15, I mean, every, 15 years. <laughs> so, every. So, do y'all believe in fate and stuff like that just randomly happening and random acts of occurrence just making people come together? Do you think that's just something that just happens or. Uh, or is it just stupid, dumb luck? Yeah, I think I think it's more like uh, what's his name, uh, like Je- Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park. 
like what did he say about that like chaos it's like that so it's just uh it's just random events series of random events so huh lemony snicket style yeah 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 not unfortunate events but although sometimes <laughs> i don't know sometimes i wonder that if there's a reason this just happened or if it was this literally dumb luck but it's like if there's a reason for this happening and you never see him again in your life but do they have some impact on your life and you just yeah yeah i don't know I mean, it, maybe you know like the cosmos was uh thinking about hey you need a you need a big burly uh, uh, country white dude in your life. Let me put him in, in, in the store for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, had like two. So I, I show up and I was like, shit, Adam has a type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who that other dude was. Um, not Travis, but um, Kevin, jo- wasn't it? Uh, at, at your store? At the re- no, no, no. Re- not, at, not at the store, but... Um, talking about Josh? Josh Lott? Yeah, Josh, that was it. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh no, Lott? No, no, not, not, not Lot. Well, oh. him too. Him too at some point. Oh, shout yeah. out Josh Lot. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm talking about the big, yeah. the big shout guy. Out shout, out, shout out to Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Long time, long time since we talked, man. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know the other guy you're talking about, then. Um, no. Josh uh, Malloc, what's his name? Okay. Yeah. I don't think I ever met him. He was a good dude. Yeah. yeah. So what happened after replay? Y'all just with y'all's... They started living life and just moved on and but still kept in touch uh, through video games or yeah pretty much uh after the company went the company pretty much went under uh Yo. yeah and then uh but shortly after that i went uh, into the navy and uh started working in healthcare and that's pretty much then went back to school and then the college thing and here we are how was the oh. navy how was the navy yeah <laughs> i thought you were the second person i know that's joined up it was the Navy. It was, uh, it was good. It was a uh, uh, great experience. Uh, I think it, it, if anything, uh, I would have uh, liked to have uh, done it sooner. Uh, that because I was in mid or, or mid twenties at least when I joined. So, well, what made you want to join up? I've always wanted to do it anyway. Uh, my family has a long tradition of uh, military service. Okay. Uh, my my parents met in the army. Uh, you know, their parents before that, they were in the military. Like it's a lot of generational uh, participation there. And uh, at that point in time, you know, I got laid off and, and figured it was time. It's like, this is a, a sign. So I went to, I uh, actually went to the army first. Okay. Um, and uh, I wanted just one job and I wanted uh, intelligence. Uh, I didn't want to do anything else. And uh, the army was going to sign me up, but uh they didn't have a bonus. So I went and talked to my boy. Uh, shout out to Sam Brown. Sam oh, Sambo. And uh, they were like, hey, we got a bonus for you. Uh, if you join, I was like, shit, it had, you, had, you had me a bonus. <laughs> Where do I sign? Uh, and uh, yeah, I went that way. And uh, they had the Intel job that I wanted. And, and that was that. So what was the Intel job? Like, what was your task or duties? I mean, I, I don't uh, know. Anything. You're talking to like a guy who's never done anything. Oh, oh. You're just watching so, whatever you've seen in movies. So I don't know anything about this. So you've probably heard, uh, like, I guess like army people talk about uh, like their MOS, right? Uh, so in the Navy is their rate. So it's their job. Okay. Uh, it was uh, uh, operational intelligence was my uh, uh, my rate. So. Ooh. It's fun times. You a lot any, of good stuff. You got any good secrets you want to? I probably do. Uh, probably will end up with uh, some 
orbital strike or something if i mention anything i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, but, uh, i mean yeah of course you know that the nature of the job is classified right uh obviously but uh yeah there's uh that's day-to-day work so do they make you sign like a non-disclosure or uh i mean you don't have to answer anything i think this, no, no 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 it, it's i don't it's i mean that in itself is not classified but what i want to mm. say yes and i think it's something that's part of the background like the fbi does your background search okay uh, they're the ones that actually handle the process and uh for the secret part is one process and then they have for the top secret which is what you need for uh intelligence so the process is a lot more uh a lot more in depth and a lot longer it usually it's takes basic. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost literally, you know, the stuff of, uh, where they will talk to your neighbors when you were five years old, you know, it's, it's literally that, you know, that in depth. And, uh, they, uh, I want to say that as part of that interview with the FBI that, yeah, either you either sign something or you're recorded, you know, agreeing to those things. So, yes. Oh. Well, how did and you go the- from the army to the Navy? You said you first joined up with them for, right? Uh, oh, I went to the army office to, to join up first. Okay. Uh, but they didn't have a bonus. So that's why, uh, right yeah, 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 yeah. The mod, the, the money was, the, the bonus was nice at that time. So where were you, where'd you station at? Or where were you uh, stationed at? So first went to Great Lakes and then, uh, Virginia beach and stayed in the Norfolk area actually. Oh, so you're pretty close to home. That worked out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep, yep. I, I went in. Uh, I went in active first, and then uh, they had a thing where the whenever a job is overmanned, they'll have uh, like offers to kind of transition to reserve. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take that, and uh, did that, and went to school at the same time. Stayed there for ten years. Oh, where did you school at ODU? Uh, Raf- uh no, sorry, uh, Ronald College. Ah, nice. Okay, yeah. the Maroons, or is that is that the nickname? Oh my God! I'm not even. I'm. I'm so bad for like school. Uh, what is it? School spirit or whatever. <laughs> I, I was just a student. Dude, don't my, give my, a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, my, my thing was just like uh, I'm just here to study and get my degree, right? And and, and get out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is it the Maroon? Yeah, I think it is. It's the Maroon. It, it is the Maroon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, class of uh, what is it, 2015 or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that for school spirit. I mean, I, again, I went back. I was late 20s, right? You know, I was a father at that point. You know, I had working full-time and doing the reserve thing. Uh, you know, just college life just wasn't my focus, so. Well, how was that? Was that just pretty stressful on you, trying to be a father, go to college, and work? Uh, let me put it to you like this. I Typical week, I worked full-time. I had to attend college full-time in person because uh, it's a private school, so there, there's a lot, yeah. not a lot of leniency there. Yeah. Um, and then... I was very active even during my reserve time. I had uh, the way that, that our particular job worked, uh, you had different shifts and different weekends. So for the most of the time, I was actually going two, three weekends a month. So I would get off work on Friday. I would go to school, come home, pack, get my stuff ready, get in the car, drive five hours, work over the weekend uh, in Norfolk, drive back Sunday night and uh, start all over again. Monday. Damn, Adam, that's dedication right there. <laughs> Did that for three solid years, uh, so I can finish uh, my uh, my education. Yeah. So that was your life for three years. Come yeah. home, come home on yeah. weekends, drive back five hours yep. both ways. You can ask John at that time. Uh, it was crazy. I was pretty fit when I came back, uh, but during that time, I gained a lot of weight. 
uh, because I didn't have no time to cook or, or work out or anything. So well, just, and it was hard to stay in regs for the Navy too. Uh, you just scarfing down fast food and yeah, yeah. We had uh, I lived across the street from uh, Taco Bell and cookout, so had a lot of milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good combination right there: cookhouse and Taco Bell. Yeah, cookout, yeah. not cookhouse, cookout. It was uh, yeah. Well, how did you stay? How did you stay fit before that? I've always been pretty active, uh, gym, and and uh, even before I moved here, I played sports back home anyway. So okay, yeah, you're uh, you, you're talking Chris's language. Yeah, and, uh, you talk about working out. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very active uh, in in very into physical fitness, uh, and then after you know school and all that stuff finished, and uh, I. Got a hernia, uh, actually. Uh, and a, yeah, an inguinal, her- inguinal hernia during uh, deadlifts. Uh, yeah. So uh, after that, after my surgery, I was super skeptical of uh, going back to heavy, heavy lifting. Uh, so ever since then, I've just been done doing like very just maintenance stuff, you know, aerobics and uh, dumbbell stuff and running and stuff. Okay. Well, I was going to ask, I, I've never met anybody personally who's ever done SILFIT, I mean, with the Navy. But that's basically like a an upper – I don't want to say an upper class, but a more a harder CrossFit version of CrossFit, I would think. It's more, you know, trying to be a Navy SEAL type fitness style as, as far as what I do. So anyway, I was wondering if you were – that's the reason I asked, if you were actually doing SEAL fit stuff. And oh, no. Uh, boats over heads. Is that what they do? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and they did like the uh, – what are those things called? So the, the press-ups, but they do like the pull-ups and then the push-up on, top, mm-hmm. on the very top. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean, you know, we have people that that did that stuff. Uh, I worked alongside Navy SEALs and stuff. And uh, but at that again, you know, at that time I was I was very fit. Uh, and then we had a, a our LT in school came from a special ops unit, so he was working us out uh, pretty <laughs> pretty rigorously. Uh, a lot of uh, throwing up at the beach and and stuff. Uh, but uh, nah, it was fun times, very good times. So that was all in that was in Norfolk, correct? Yep. Okay. And so you didn't never, to speak of that, so I see what SEAL fit or Navy SEALs have to go through is like sitting in water and boats overhead and stuff. Did you, you didn't have to do any of that type of, I guess, did you just do no. just like basic training or? Yeah. So like basic training and even in, in basic training, you see, uh, you'll typically, and this is actually probably a, a very funny story for probably a lot of your audience. So uh, when you go to boot camp, uh, the Navy does have uh, swimming. Right, you gotta do a uh, pass certain. I mean, I would, I would, I would hope so. <laughs> right, but it's the navy, right, and the, the world is covered by a lot of water, apparently. Uh, yeah, so weird. I've never been a, a good swimmer. I actually did not know. I can't say that I know how to swim. Uh, so during uh, boot camp, when it comes to the swimming portion, uh, that's when you go to the pool and it's just a bunch of people, kind of like uh, it's like it's, it's, it's picture. Uh, like farmers leading cows to the slaughterhouse, but only instead of a slaughter, it's people getting pushed off to jump in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up to the top and they're like, you know how to swim? And I'm like, nope. It's like, well, you're about to find out today. And I'm like, okay. It's like, are you afraid of jumping? I'm like, nope, I'll jump. Because I see guys down in the water that are ready to uh, catch me anyway. So uh, I jumped and uh, I did not know how to swim, obviously. And they make you go back to the pool every single day, twice a day. Uh, and then when you go there, that's when you see the guys that are testing for like um, the like the different uh, like what is it uh, like the 
it's not necessarily seals because they do like EOD and stuff too. So like you see those guys at the pool as they're bringing the guys that are learning how to swim. So we're over here with little uh, like floaty tubes and then there's these guys with their hands tied and their feet tied jumping in the water and um, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, I get to see a lot of that, but yeah, I cannot participate in any of that stuff. Uh, so. Nice. Nice. That sounds like uh, some good times right there. It was, yeah. It <laughs> there were some terrifying good. times, maybe I should say. <laughs> it was. It was, man. Uh, I mean, I was alongside people that they literally couldn't even stick their heads in the water. Like, they had that fear. Uh, and, you know, I had that fear, too. Not necessarily that to that degree. But, um, yeah, it was humbling. and uh, But it was still fun, right? It, it, it's... Well, how'd you overcome that fear? Just keep doing it and just keep going back and pretty much uh, every, I mean, it's every day, right? Twice a day. And it just gets to the point where you just look around and you realize that everybody's in the same spot that you are, right? Everybody is as bad at it as you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just kind of keep each other motivated uh, and get through it. Yeah. There's but something it, I kind of relate to that badass that as far as you're going through a workout you're doing something you know that's miserable. It's going to be tough on everybody there. Nobody's going to have a great time doing it. But when you come out and you all do it, there's a sense of accomplishment and a sense of, you know, like bonding. Like, yeah, you're a teamwork. We've all done this. And now we're like together. We went through the fire. We came out of it alive yep. kind of thing. And it yep. almost makes you – I mean, it does make you a better person in my in my experience. I was like, fuck, I mean, I, I did that. Yeah, all right, what's next? What's next, boys? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And having, you know, being surrounded by people, like you said, that are doing the same thing, that are suffering as much as yeah. you are, uh, definitely makes it easier to kind of get over that. Yeah. yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, you're not the only one that. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because most of my peers, they were, we were all, most of us were from the islands. So yeah, it was funny. It was very funny. John, you got any insight? I don't mean to just leave you over there. Just. I, I got. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I just can't swim. Uh, <laughs> I've never been a strong uh, swimmer by any means, but I can swim. But it's nothing to any links or go fast or like that. Just keep your head above water. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do well not to drown myself, but uh, I come. I come from the mountains. Of course, that's no excuse for me not being able to dig a ditch worth of shit. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just funny how you can uh, be exposed to something for the first time even though you're nearby it you know there's uh so so much in a given area that you just maybe just overlook or it's that get to it later kind of mentality that you end up just being like oh man i never got to that yeah and i think yeah. that's uh kind of what happens for folks yep yeah. yep and it's funny because okay. my entire childhood we used to do uh like summer camps and uh, we'll go to the pool and it will be swimming lessons. Uh, it's just one of those things that they didn't learn enough to, to, I guess, feel confident enough to pass the test. Just because no. of lack of experience? Or yeah, I just didn't do it enough, you know, so it would be like summer camp and then you go at the pool for a few weeks a year, right? And uh, when you go to the beach, you know, it's not like we're not out in the ocean swimming, you know, we just go to the beach with our parents and come back. So. Yeah. That's it's, true. Well, that's how it was for me when I, I was taught how to swim. It was like at a rec center or anything, and then you just had somebody helping you, obviously. And exactly what you just said. When I, first time at the beach in open water, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here, you know? 
And it's very different. Yeah, it's, it's, different. it's completely different. You're so vulnerable. I mean, for the first time, I mean, I don't really recall what it was like other than somebody just coming out there like kind of by my side and that was my security blanket like as far as like somebody, okay, am I okay? Can I go out this far? Am I good? Okay. All right. Oh. So, so what about you training wheels? Have you guys seen the new way that they teach kids how to swim? No. It's, uh, I have not. So it's pants-shittingly terrifying. And I saw this and I thought it was a joke. But so what they do is they take kids or like – six months nine months a year old or whatever like where they can kind of locomote and they take them over to the edge of the pool and the adult swimming instructor is in the pool and they just take the baby and they go yeet and drop the baby into the pool and the baby kind of swims around like you know writes itself because people are buoyant and the baby comes up and the person's like you know snapping their fingers and the baby comes up and then the person's like you did it. Yay. And like, it's very like kind of this affirmation of job well done. And apparently kids just take to it. And I was like, there is no way, no way that if someone told me that was a good idea, I need to see 10, 15 other people drop their kids in the pool like that. To, and I'd still be kind of skeptical, but I thought it was an interesting process of how it's like, eh, yeah, so they're snapping their they fingers to come back up to the so, above water. I'll, uh, I will YouTube this video because it, I saw it as like, that ain't real. And then I Googled it and I was like, okay, so that's a thing. But so like the person is in the water and the baby's a bloop. And then what they'll do is like, if the water's here and the baby's swimming up, there's like, and they kind of, you know, whatever, I guess the motion or the sound, the baby's, a, it goes on up and there it is. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like that, that's how they that's teach them not to drown. Is it one of these, like a baby's just pure instincts is to know to go back to the top of the water? Uh, Do you think? I feel like, I've, either, heard, I feel like I've heard that. So, uh, I mean, I'm have you ever seen, that. like, as far as like going to fitness, like, you ever seen a baby do a squat? It's perfect all the time, no matter what. But when you <laughs> that's get. That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you get to an adult, it's just like, you, know, you completely forget, like, what? How do you sit down in a chair? I don't know. Let me bend down and backwards and touch my toes and do something weird then i'll sit down but yeah baby yeah. just knows instinctively if that's is that the right word is sometimes is. i just say words and hope that's correct usage <laughs> so but yeah it's perfect every time and it's just like when they get older and i guess society and their environment they grew up in it just starts changing maybe i don't know could be my perspective i don't know there's no any lucky nobody like read into that i'm just me just talking out of my ass <laughs> It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just wondering if that's just something like, oh, oh yeah, I can't breathe. Let me move my hands and go to the top. I've heard, other, like I've heard of parents that literally do that, right? Without, not necessarily as part of like, uh, I guess like the school of thought that John's talking about. Uh, but I've heard of parents literally do that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it could be. The baby eat technique. <laughs> well, in as far as, you know, Spartan warriors, like as far as that history and philosophy goes, didn't they used to do that with their kids? They would take them out into the woods and just leave them there and just say, hey, fend for yourself. And if you make it back, you could become a Spartan warrior. According to Frank Miller. Yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually thought, I mean, not only Frank Miller, but I actually do think that was actually part of the history or it could be uh yeah he may obviously he probably turned it into something completely right right yeah yeah. i mean i'm sure like frank miller's version is like highly romanticized (laughs) but i don't know you know what the where the facts stop right and then the creativity Yeah, it was instantly when they were born uh like they had a a spartan family had a son they was automatically let's go ahead and start training them but that was part of their test is to go out and fend for yourself and if you come back yeah you can be part of our army 
to my that knowledge. Would be, uh, that would be uh, pretty interesting if we had uh, stuff like that today. Dude, okay, yeah. So, I mean, you get a phone according- with buttons on it. You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I can't. I'm not. <laughs> so, okay, how do I go this one? What, what's up, John? According to a random website, um, it's like you have Spartan education and military. Apparently, they were taught from an early age, of course, raised to be fighters. But at 18, they were put out into the world and had to steal their own food. Getting caught would result in a harsh punishment, including flogging. And uh, so it was to help them learn stealth and cunning. So they didn't have to. I think Frank Miller was like, let's just you know, send this guy out into the woods to have him you know, kill a wolf by himself. But again, that's, I think it was much earlier than 18. Okay, well, 18 is way different than what I was thinking. Then. I was thinking it was literally like six, seven, eight. Go out there, bro. Good luck. And this, this is unverified. Um, first click off the Google. So oh, it's, probably, it's, it's probably legit. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> true, you know. It's probably not an ad at all. <laughs> uh, no, it looks like a, uh, I mean, honestly, it's one of those pages that you're like, shit, was that made with Angel Fire back in the late nineties? <laughs> so that was So that you're talking about the Spartan. I wonder if any other yeah. uh like the Romans do anything like that as far as sending their kids out as uh, this, like the only difference in the military then and the military now is that the military then you wanted to send your kids into it because it was a way to rise in power and prestige and now if you're status a, uh, yeah, hire a government employee. It's like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, my, my kids stay home. They stay home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird how this, that, you know, just turn the tables that much of a 180 just to not go out and be respected. And now you just stay home. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is that just because of overprotection from the parents? Or, I mean, I'm sure that helicopter parenting has some impact on that, right? That's what um, I'm thinking. But, um, I mean, at the same time, I think that even the way that the military operates has changed dramatically, um, even within the last 10 years. You know, like I, I know people that are maybe joined, you know, a few years before me and uh, they went through probably a significantly more different type of experience than I did. Right. Yeah. Uh, not saying that when I went in, it was, you know, it was like already soft, but what uh, I've heard of uh people that have been in there since before me, you know, that there were things that they used to do that they used to get away with. Uh, mind you, some of the stuff was not okay. Right. It, and it's borderline hazing. Uh, but, uh, wouldn't say borderline. Well, what, uh, yeah, <laughs> well I, mean, yeah. I mean, were you hazed then Adam or no, 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 no. I mean, it, but I could, I could also see how, uh, maybe, you know, I mean, I could, I, I, I could see how somebody could perceive it as hazing, right? Because uh, of movies it, and TV? Not just the movies, but like maybe they have a different background or maybe the environment that they grew up in was more sheltered or, okay. or right? Or, you know, maybe like John, right? He said, you know, he's from the mountains. If you come from a small town or something like that, then, you know, maybe you're not used to that type of a, a rough, fast-paced environment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because it's not about your feelings anymore. It's about, it's about the, the entire unit, right? Um, so I can see how to somebody like that, it could seem like that. Uh, but I don't think, uh, from my experience, no, absolutely not. So you're talking, you know, have you ever seen the movie Jarhead? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, at that one point when, uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal almost comes in there and he's, they're fake branding him, but then he passes out because he actually thinks he got branded and 
Like you think like somebody who ever never came up with somebody just fucking with people like that and they freak well, out. They say, oh, this is hazing or it's actually just, hey, you're one of the boys. This is what, you know, we watch out for each other, but we also give each other <laughs> shit. And, right, right. Yeah. I mean, are there traditions, you know, older than 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 even ourselves that's, that still take place? Sure. Uh, you know, do I know some former Marines that, that went through some probably similar shit? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, is it all actually, you know, condoned by the, by, by the military? Probably not, you know, but at the same time, sometimes a brotherhood kind of, you know, supersedes the, the, you know, whatever is, uh, well, it means a lot um, that brotherhood, right. 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 So, um, you see the movie Lone Survivor, right? Yes. I do. Um, Marcus, what's the guy? Marcus, uh, the guy who's actually survives. Yeah, you might have to look at Mark. I forgot his last name, but anyway, he his name, but yes. he was on Joe Rogan a few months, maybe last month. Yep. Months ago. I yep. watched that. Oh, okay, good. Yep. And he was talking about kind of the same thing that you might be sleeping in bed one night, and all of a sudden your boys will just come running in and throw you in a swimming pool, then steal all your liquor and just leave. But it, but as far as Rude. you know, they fuck with you. But then there's hey, anytime you need something, they got your back. I mean, this is just to right. fuck with you and have a good time, but. Yep. But that, yep. that brother yeah, you're speaking of and teamwork, I mean, yeah, I mean, yep. it means a lot. I mean, absolutely. I mean, even to this day, so even like when you go to boot camp, right, and you're sharing this big open space with 88 of your closest strangers, uh, even though none of them are probably likely to go to your school, right, and do your job. So you probably will never see them again. You may run into them in the future, right, if, if you're across paths. Uh, but whoever, those people that you build relationships with in boot camp, even if I haven't spoken to them since boot camp, I can guarantee you that I can hit up at least some of them right now and, you know, pick up where we left off. See, that's like, those are relationships that just never, they just never dissolve. Yeah. It's I mean, crazy. you, you like, we were talking earlier with fitness and stuff. You just go through that shit together and you build mm-hmm. that brotherhood and that bond and yeah, it just never breaks. And that's, just, yep. I think it's badass. That's, that's fucking cool to me. No arguments here. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never lived that really, as far as you know, obviously military or just I can only relate through CrossFit and doing competitions with people and stuff. But it's like, hey, man, we're gonna try to win this. We're gonna fuck ourselves up, but if we come out all right in the end, we'll do it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I can dig that for sure. So, you know, change gears here as far as military stuff and move into. Sure. Something wild and crazy, even better. So <laughs> Whatever. Let's not talk about gas prices. All right. <laughs> let's, let's not talk well, about wait, wait, wait. All right. So, all right. Let's, I want to do a hit on the gas shortage. <laughs> like, all right. Oh! Dude, I just want to say that. All right. So, they got ransomware for $5 million, correct? Uh, was it that little? Yeah. Little and they was, paid uh, it. And I was, and I'm, in my head, I'm just thinking this. Hacker. Wait, they paid it? They paid it. Uh, Southern, no, Colonial Gas, what was it called? I was not aware that they paid it. it so they paid it, yeah, <laughs> and it was only for $5 million, And I, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so they took over a southeastern of the United States Colonial or Gas Pipeline or whatever you want to call it for $5 million. It's like, that's it? $4.4 million, Okay, recently. so 4.4. It's like, that's it? I mean, you didn't want like twenty, like a hundred million that you you try to cause an economic crisis just for five million, and just and put yourself into lifetime in jail. Maybe uh, there's like a different uh, sentence if you get caught 
<laughs> so they pick the amount tactically. Hey, don't ask over, <laughs> over, you know, over this yeah. amount. <laughs> there's, there's 40 of us and like we're spreading it out. So it's, you know, just shy of the 1.2 million that would take us to, you know, butt pound in prison versus, uh, you know, Bernie Madoff prison. <laughs> So, yeah, it could be the case. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I can't believe. I just that's the only part I want to say about that. I just thought it was five, that's it, four point four of them. So yeah, I mean, I feel like if I was going to do that, I'm like, hey man, we're going for hundred mil. What's up? I mean, why not? Hey, I mean, I feel like I will probably do some research on on if there's like a punishment, you know, like a scale of, of how much money you get or you extort. I guess in that in that case, what extortion? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, you know, maybe at the five million line, you, there's like a more years added to your sentence or something. Well, yeah. You might need to fact check me too on this, John or Adam, if you're if you're looking up stuff too. But I think that the group who actually did claim to do this said that they were actually not trying to cause an economic crisis. They were actually just trying to make some money, and they were not trying to make a statement like a terrorist statement or, you know, they were just said, "Hey, we just wanted to take over some computers, easy way, and make some cash." So. Make that cash, and y'all might have more insight on this. Is it that easy to hack into a gas pipeline? Do y'all know that? Any uh, operational uh, intelligence you want to? <laughs> I, I know. Well, I, I don't know, but I, I can tell you that if it's uh, like the, I guess the ease through which people usually fall for even stuff like phishing, right? Simple phishing attempts to your, you know, to your regular email. Uh, a lot of people fall for, for, fall for shit like that. So uh, it's plausible. There was even a Vice, art, a Vice uh, News uh, story not that long ago about a police department that got ransomware and they paid it. And then they got attacked again by the same person. <laughs> uh because why not right they got away with it yeah once. they paid it and then why right, not yeah, yeah go ahead yeah, we'll make yeah. another one right we'll do it right. again and uh i mean oh, yeah, that point, rude, but yeah it's just, just kind of setting the precedence of uh hey I, I can get away with it now so why not keep asking and keep doing it but yeah people absolutely fall for for i mean if they fall for simple you know like social engineering attacks and and phishing stuff uh it's very possible that yeah that people and that company are gullible enough to just say, hey, we'll just pay it and hopefully it'll go away. Well, that was kind of what I'm thinking is that, okay, so this group did the pipeline or gas pipeline. Now, what is next? Like, are they going to go for electrical grid or? I mean, I mean, if they, like what you're saying, they paid it. All right. Well, all right. We, we made it easy 4.4 million now. So why don't we try to do something like the, uh, we'll hack Texas's or not Texas's, Texas electrical grid line. It could be. I mean, it, 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 I mean, if think about it, you know, it it wouldn't be too hard for them to get, you know, like a distribution list of all the emails for everybody that that's employed at I don't know AEP, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe they can get somebody that's enough of a sucker that falls for you know getting extorted for a simple email. Uh, hey, if you don't do this, then we'll hack you, uh, and then they'll get money that way. So you're saying they just find somebody's random email and they just send them a thing like, hey, if you don't. I think uh, the amount of information that you can find online uh, for social engineering attacks is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could, like for Radford University, I mean, you could easily find, you know, my staff information online. And if you sent me an email, hopefully I would be smart enough. Like, mm, this doesn't seem right. I'm not going to click on this, but it could be people one do, person. Though. But people do, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, there's, uh, We've had a couple random attacks at 
where I work at, but it's nothing that's like, hey, we're taking over your servers or something. But it was just like, it's more of phishing emails, but right. Or phishing well, scams, those phishing emails. emails are exactly that. It's just, it's, hey, if I'm a hacker group, then I'm going to throw a hundred thousand hooks into the ocean. Somebody's going to bite. And that's exactly what happens. Well, that's not a bad way to look at it. I mean, you know, you're going to play the lottery or something. You buy a hundred thousand tickets. So you got to win on something, right? At least one of them. That's mathematically how they do it. And it's, you know, you have the robotic automated. I mean, how many times have you gotten a phone call? This is the auto dealer warranty department. Yeah, or yeah. Um, uh, this is the FBI or CIA. Um, please wait until an agent connects you. That's something that gets people upset. My my favorite thing, though, is I mean, you think statistically speaking, let's say half of everyone who owns a credit card has a Visa credit card. And the more malicious ones are the live people that'll go, hey, um, hi, you know, I'm calling from Visa. I wanted to check up on your account. Can you please confirm? And they start asking questions. And the first one they'll say, can you confirm that you're insert name? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's me. Well, of course they know it's your damn name. They called you at your house on your phone number. It's public knowledge. Now all of a sudden they're like, okay, can you confirm sometimes they'll say the address because those three things are just really easy to get. You can Google anybody and find it. And then what they'll say is, okay, we need you to tell us your date of birth and your social security to confirm identification. Well, now all of a sudden they have your name, address, age, (laughs) phone number. And then it's like, okay, still your account. And people are like, okay. And of course, after they've gotten that, they'll, um, They'll say, okay, we're going to reconnect you to our team of service engineers. And they just hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've given them all your info. They're typing it up, making new you know, credit card accounts, getting loans, stuff like that. And it's, it's really, really easy. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't take much you know, corporate training for phishing engineers or anti-phishing techniques is super prevalent. I know we've all yep. done it at some I've point done in time. it. Yep. I work for a massive company and, and we do it pretty regularly. Uh, and I've had people that, uh, you know, that I've managed before that fall, you know, fall for that trap. So I'll get an email saying, Hey, uh, please have, uh, uh, this person take this course. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and it will be time. something, it, it will be something obvious in the email. Like, uh, if not even the subject, like it will be like uh, something like, do not reply to this. Like this is a test or something already. And yeah. People fall for that. Just like John said, you know, if I'm calling you, I'm speaking to you for five to seven seconds and you're kind of, I already got your buy-in, right? So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's pretty, it's way easier than people realize. Even the, um, what are those stupid, uh, I'm not on Facebook like that, uh, but uh, what's that other famous website that has uh, TikTok? No, 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 no. But like the one that has like different like top 10 lists and like stupid like. Uh, maybe Twitter trending? doesn't do. no trending on uh, Twitter something uh, something like that but basically it will be I'm sure you guys have seen something like this it'll be something like hey list your, <laughs> your name or you know what you know what city did you grow up in where were you born or whatever what it's like one of these yeah. Facebook games yeah, yeah like those type of games you okay okay like yeah, figure yeah, out yeah, which Game of Thrones character you are right right oh, okay right. it'll be like give uh, me your uh I don't know like what's the street that you grew up on or whatever yeah we'll give you your but porn star name right yeah, okay. right but yeah, if I'm you think you. about it right all of those questions are literally the security questions that you set on your bank account right nope <laughs> shit 
And it's all public information. And I can literally download Power BI right now and connect to Facebook and run a report and I can get all of those fields extracted into an Excel file, like literally just like that. I literally, you just blew my fucking (laughs) mind, Adam. I never thought that that's the game that they're playing is that that's literally all the security questions for your passwords and stuff. Well, think of it. And the best part is what Adam was just saying. Okay. I send out to everyone on my friends list on Facebook. Okay. The the information I'm looking for. Hey, da 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 da. da put this in and find out. Well, all of a sudden, then they share it because oh, that's cute. I want to find out who my favorite irrelevant <laughs> uh, information piece is. My favorite Disney princess is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I hate seeing those things all show up my social media feed, especially when and people share them. I got Princess Layla. Cool. Yeah, that's sick, bro. (laughs) And that actually ties more into this. So people are like, hey, I thought this was cool. I did this. So they send it to their friends. You've got the buy-in. You have the, you know, social interaction that it takes for you to go, hell, I kind of, I want to see if I'm an Elsa. I want to see if I'm a, you know, Little Mermaid, whatever, Ariel. Ariel, hell yeah, bro. So they'll put this information in, right? So it it starts just spreading all over, kind of like COVID did in 2020. But uh, once it gets to everybody and everybody fills out these fields and information, anybody can go pull the data, download it, and say, okay, here you go. Yep. And it's done. And you've, you've sent out one email to 20 or one post to 20 people, and now everybody has access to the information to be able to use as they see fit. I mean, it would – if people knew how much information they give away for free that people have access to, um, it would, people would be absolutely terrified. And And it's permanently available too, by the way. Yeah. Like it's not like you can't scrub, you can't scrub the internet. That's true. That's facts. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, that the way both you just said that it's permanently available. And when you answer those questions, yeah, it's just literally shit that you would put in for, Password stuff. Fuck. Now I want to. <laughs> I got to go back and change all my passwords now. I feel like. Like, how, how do you prove it's me? It's like, well, I'm enough of an asshole that I answer all the questions wrong on purpose. So. Well, for when you boys are actually making passwords for yourselves, or do you actually put a. Uh, I've read, don't put obviously um, just a word, but actually put a saying or something of that nature. Does that make I sense? I do pretty. Yeah. I mean, I do pretty complex passwords but even then so like even if i'm saving uh like pass i know, I know people that use password managers right yep and and i know that uh like john uses something like a similar method that i do so even if i write you know i have a lot of passwords to keep track of so instead of writing the password down for a particular website i'll just write down something that reminds me of what my password was memory keys yeah so hey okay that makes yeah. sense so like a mnemonic or something like that yep. yeah yeah so like for me, you know, it'll be like I have on my encrypted hard drive in a password protected file. If you got to it and opened it up, you would get a bunch of usernames and passwords that are actually only relevant for me to be able to remember what I need to put into the uh, field. <laughs> so uh, Right. Right. Yep. 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 But then like as far as how you put in your password, I mean, it's. You know, there's generic, you know, dumb shit passwords of stuff. It's like if if someone hacked my account for whatever my MySpace from way back when, I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, but then that. you know, uh, bank accounts, you know, different passwords for each one because you don't want to carte blanche that. 
and then uh, different accounts for work emails, different you know, accounts for different emails, because you don't want your backup email to have the same password as your primary in case that one of those gets hacked. And, you know, as far as like how you put it in there, you know, numbers, characters, uppercase, lowercase, longer is usually better until somebody's trying to you know, has the equipment to brute force into it, but that's irrelevant. Well, so correct yeah, me if I'm mean, wrong. You said you you actually write, physically write it down, or shit, nah, no, it's on a encrypted drive and a password protected file. Okay, so so you got like a two factor authentication going on, or two? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's I'm three, not up to speed layers. on this. You're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, well, two-factor authentication is uh, so like if you log into your website and then, then they send you a code to your phone. Correct. But, right. So it, I think it's more like it's like John says, it's like an extra layer layer of security. Gotcha. So it's uh, yep. yeah. I mean, and even then, you know, it, it's nothing's ever like safe permanent. Like if somebody really wanted to to target you right. personally, like, you know, it's it could happen. A, but do you think they? Might, oh, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, John. Go ahead. I was say, there's not a lot you can do if, if there's someone with intent and even marginal training. I mean, you can go online and learn how to hack into stuff. There's um, a buddy of mine when he was still doing uh, training in college, there was a website that was, you know, it was designed to walk you through the step-by-step process of how to hack into other websites. And so it's like step one, you know, how do you put in this username and password? And when you opened up the HTML code, it was actually embedded in the code of like, yep. this accepts <laughs> this. And like, as you went deeper and deeper, they would actually, um, yeah, it was funny because he, he told me, he's like, I'm at the part now that I have to download a file. And if I get it wrong, it gives me a virus. So I have to be really specific about my methodology. But, you know, there's so many things like you can spoof deep fake uh with facial images if people want to get into your stuff and they want to pretend to be you it's it's easy so terribly terribly easy so if they want to target you if when i say they i mean just a regular hacker group do they target you just specifically on because they know you have jeff bezos type money or they just know you work for the government or or is it just a random act to say hey all right this guy probably would be a good target fuck him I mean, I think all those are valid. Oh, okay. Just yeah. depending on the situation, how they're feeling for the night. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was the uh, target of uh, some pretty pretty heinous activity there last year, where a guy was uh, falsifying evidence to the police, and I had to go in and uh, give them uh, more definitive evidence to the contrary, and they were able to uh, work through and be able to you know establish that. This was all horseshit, but, you know, like, for instance, I want to send a, if I knew uh, Michael Jordan's phone number and I could put it into the computer and I think it's like the first 10 clicks are free, I can send you a text message and it shows up coming from Michael Jordan's number on your phone being like, yo, man, I want you to come hang out. Give me $300 for a plane ticket and uh, I'll I'll come do a shout out on Sheila Select. And it'll it'll look like it's from his number. And, you know, obviously you couldn't respond to it, but people will do that. They'll put in a little link. Speaking of new phishing hacks, um, one of the things is like, hey, click on this link. Um, and it'll come from a legitimate number on your 
uh, text message ID. And it's like, okay, cool. And like you click on the link, all of a sudden, um, either you download spam or spyware, or they ask you like, Hey, can you put in your credit card information? I want $5 to donate to American cancer society or something. Well, all of a sudden now they get your credit card information. They got, uh, you know, your info. They know that you're a targetable asset for these kinds of that. That's the big thing too. If yep. people know, what is it? It's, uh, you just if they know she's a bitch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, that you just cemented yourself as a sucker. So yeah, it's just yeah. gonna keep happening. Yeah, because they're gonna milk the cow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of things that you can do. You know, I mean, protect yourself. Keep your passwords safe. Don't write them down. Um, Change way, them frequently. Like, so yeah, not. So no if somebody took them. my number, like you just said, if they took Michael Jordan's number, if they took my number and sent a text or anything, you were just saying, I, would there be any way I would know? Mm. No, no, like no. Verizon would not say, or you can't. Can you go Verizon back and look knows. at your statements or Texas or the telecommunications companies uh, would know for sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to you yourself, uh, not unless you have like the need to know, right? So, well, yeah. I mean, I would never go. Unless like somebody actually said, hey, did you text me this or whatever? Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, then it comes back to you. And so when they respond to the text, the you get that information back. And it's like, I, I never text you anything. It's like, oh, really? You know, you didn't send this. And you're like, no. But in my situation, that's exactly what had to happen is the uh, telecom company uh, had the records pulled as what was from my phone, what wasn't from my phone. I actually submitted my phone for 10 days to get a full pull and uh, I told the uh, police officer said well, you're gonna find I'm an asshole but I'm not that kind of asshole <laughs> so I was like and if you you see anything on there as far as like dirty photos and stuff you like just look over them but uh, I mean again it was it probably was probably good practice for their microscopes it was it was <laughs> actually they were uh, they were very um, you know eyeballing it <laughs> well speaking of hacking and sharing passwords and things of that nature. So have you seen Snowden or, you know, Eric Snowden who I'm talking about? Okay. So is it Ed, Ed, Edward Snowden, Edward Ed, Snowden. Okay. I'm sorry. Edward Snowden. Yeah. And then like, uh, the, the movie boy. Snowden was on Netflix with Joseph Gordon Levitt. So the, and that's how people got discovered that, Hey, people are actually listening on our devices. Well, not just people, but the government. Um, yes. Yes. So was this all part of, how do I want to say this? I'm not sure how I want to. Not really sure. I was. I wanted. To, how do I want to? I was trying not to say anything too like, controversial. Yeah, there we go. That's that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Um, but does this kind of all relate into how all that was discovered? I guess is where I want to go with this. Is that how Edward Snowden found out? Like, oh yeah, we're actually spying on people through laptops or phones and. Well, he worked in the industry, so he worked in the for for an intelligence agency. Okay. So, uh, and mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly like all of the details, but I do know that uh, collecting actively collecting intelligence uh, against U.S. citizens uh, is actually illegal. So, but was that so, just for a? I think didn't they try to? When I say they, I guess the government say that they were collecting this intelligence was just because of for national security. Right, but uh, so let's say that uh, if it's for national security uh, and you want to record 330 million people's uh, text messages, right? Right. Uh, is at that point is it really for national security? 
Yeah. For yeah, three hundred thirty million people, and let's say let's be conservative. Say okay, half of those people, so one hundred and fifteen million people. What are they doing? Looking up porn and sending out stupid memes and. You checking out my podcast, bro? That's I mean, who, yeah, who yeah. gives a damn about that? Yeah, there's even a, a yearly training that we had to uh, uh, complete. Actually, that uh, is a reminder of that that we cannot collect on uh, really on US. Yeah, yeah, it's okay because they also remind you that you can't keep an email in an offsite server either. It's treason, but we won't go into that. That's uh, I don't think it's treason anymore. So, I mean, with that, like you said, 330 million. So it's that easy just to hack. And like we, I said, to be conservative, we'll say half of that, 115. Is that right? 230. 165, bro. Okay. Yeah, for those who do math. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went to Radford. Um, but yeah, I mean, is it that easy just to collect or uh, hack into a laptop and cell phone and so an iPad in. and... Android. So, so you think of think of hacking in. Hacking in is incredibly difficult. Okay. You wouldn't want to hack in though because you're looking for the information that you're getting for free. Uh, do you have? Okay. You have an Android phone. I do not. I have an iPhone. Okay. You, have you ever used something called Siri? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. So I, I ask her to figure out what song is playing. Just usually. All right. So by default, in the way the Siri works, is that it's always listening because it's listening for you to prompt, hey Siri. But of course, if it's not always listening, it wouldn't know when you say, hey Siri. Now, uh, somehow I think I've got my iPad turned off and she's not listening or she just doesn't care. But so you have this constant amount of data and it's actually the fact that delivering and receiving and recording data, there's so much of it that we don't have the proper tools to be able to comb through and pick up this stuff. It's like if they want to identify a domestic terrorist, <clears throat> they're combing through this stuff. But basically what they're doing is they're looking for, I think it's like 32 or more unique identifiers because you need to, like you can't just say Allah and all of a sudden you're on the watch list. Like you need to be saying very specific things over the course of a certain frequency and then they'll start listening in more. But why hack into your computer when you've got Android listening to everything? Um, what's it, Cortana? Gotta bless Cortana. her. Cortana on Halo. So hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, Mike, it's Microsoft's yeah. uh, uh, AI. Yeah, yeah. They took yeah. it from that. You know, Echo for Amazon. Uh, you have Siri, of course, for Apple. And I mean, uh, Bixby for Android, I think. Oh no, that's Samsung. That's awful. God. Uh, yeah. Why would Why would anybody like? I, I felt bad for Cortana. I forgot about Bixby entirely. Yeah. Um, but you get all of this coming together as pieces and parts of information that you're giving away for free and they don't need to hack in to find out. I mean, your phone tells you, I got a, a buddy of mine. Uh, he, he says, oh, I don't sign into YouTube. And I said, why? I said, so he's like, well, you know, I watch stuff on my phone, but I just don't want to have to you know, sign into the account. I said, the only person that doesn't know what you're watching is you because they have the IP of the phone they know the times that you've logged in to YouTube. They know what you've watched. They have the geographical data of your address where you've watched it because it's the phone to IP. If you connect to your router there or if you're pinging off of a cell phone tower, they know, you know, the age group of all of the people in your house. So if you're watching hunting videos at 10 o'clock, it's probably not going to go to, you know, a one-year-old girl. 
<laughs> like they know that for a fact, like statistically speaking, they're able to make educated guesses. So they know that on this device at this time, more than likely this user is looking at this and with, you know, again, statistical probability who and what you're doing at any given time. So you take all of these things into account. The fact that they were now beginning to map actual text messages which text messages was a bigger deal because it's part of the telecom industry that's not emails. Because, I mean, Google, uh, I think you guys have Gmail, and mm -hmm. Google has and reserves the right, and more often than not does, info to all your emails. That's why you get it for free, because they know what you're sending, what you're receiving, and people use it as a staple and a standard. So Google doesn't care to record all your information because that's how all of a sudden when you make a chat like, oh, I want to... Hey, thanks, Google. At least Google listens to me. I always appreciate that. Hey, Google. But, um, I mean, again, it, there's just so much information that hacking into an account is ludicrously difficult when you can go and get the information for free or near free by just knowing where to look. And there's, you know, companies call information the new oil, the new black gold, because it allows them to do better targeting. I think, uh, Chris, I did the, uh, I think it was a couple episodes ago where I talked about the target ad in which they targeted, they targeted that girl because it's like, Oh, um, we believe with a statistical degree of like 87% or more that she's pregnant and that she's going to be delivering. So we want to make sure that we give coupons so that, you go to a store because Walmart, Target, big box stores, 60% of their sales go and occur from people stepping into the door, not necessarily for things that people wanted to buy. It's like, oh, I'm here for milk, but while I'm here, I might as well pick up some toilet paper. You know, I might as well pick up some cat food or dog food. I might as well, you know, pick up a snack. Oh, look, there's a movie. I mean, it's right over here. So they're wanting to get you in the door but they have all your info and what info they don't have. They either purchase it because you've agreed on your credit card company that, Oh, we'll, we'll not share the important details. We'll just share the asinine details that if somebody actually puts them all together, um, they'll be able to get a full user profile. And of course, yeah, customer profile. Yep. Marketing I mean, they, even uses that. Yeah. And it's, it's perfectly legal for companies to get this because you've given it away in the 200 uh, pages of the user acceptance. But when Edward Snowden was talking about the government doing it, they were, again, tracking information in a very different and what is perceived as a more malicious way. And so that was really kind of the issue. But people, his higher ups didn't agree that he was being patriotic and actually ignored him, told him to go pound sand. So when he exposed it, uh, he immediately became a candidate for Russian citizenry. I think that's where he's at right now. Yeah, he's in Russia. Have you ever heard of the app Signal? I think it's, I think it's called Signal. Y'all might want to fact check me on that. But apparently, it's supposed to encrypt your text messages, whether it's iPhone or Android. And I guess it takes a higher okay. level of security. To, I think it's called Signal. And then obviously. Yeah, it tells you if you download it and you actually start using it. So if all three of us were texting each other, we'd say, "Hey, you know, John and Adam are using Signal. They're one of your contacts, Chris. Do you want to use that?" But apparently, it's you know, I don't know if as far as privacy acts or, and we're talking about hackers too. Like it's way harder to encrypt it and actually see your text messages through his government too. Have you ever? Oh. I haven't that, heard of that app, but I know. I think it's called Signal. Uh, Y'all might want to. Check yeah, I check yeah. that. There's an app called Signal. 
and that's yeah. what they talk about. But I know there's a, a lot of other like messaging platforms that uh, are preferred in many countries, like WhatsApp, for example, right? That mm -hmm. uh, there's preferred for specifically that. And uh, but then there was a, something recently that that took place that uh, that they fell out of favor for from a security perspective, and a lot of people are moving to, te to Telegram. Uh, it's a little bit safer now, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's that's well, more secure mess ways to kind of, I guess, send messages. Is Apple mm -hmm. OS more secure and more private compared to an Android phone? In y'all's opinion, <laughs> if y'all, I think answer. that the reason. So it's always been where most viruses and and uh, malicious programming is created targeting. PC and Android, but that's just because of the the the, the amount of usage they have, the, 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 like the amount of users relative to like uh, somebody you know that uses a Mac, for example. Yeah. So there's far more Windows computers in the world than Mac. Than Mac. Well, so that makes 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 sense. Or that makes sense because as far as me working at university or Bradford University, yeah, there I see far more PCs than I do Macs. So right, right. That makes perfect sense. But I don't yeah. think it has to do with the fact that Apple is more inherently more safe. Uh, I think it's just. You know, so it might go back to the fact where you said you throw 100,000 sinker lines yep. in there. They're going to get more of a PC rather than a Mac. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Plus the uh, viruses that do affect Macs. It's not like, oh, now I'm getting pop-ups for, you know, uh, penile enlargement pills. Now it's, oh, I have a brick and it doesn't work anymore. Shit. So, I mean, it's, they're very, very destructive when they actually work for uh, Mac. Oh, but again, the, the, like the damage that they cause to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Wait, wait. So, wait. So, it causes more damage on a Mac? Oh, yeah. Like, because of the way that the OSs are designed, you, you can insert something into the code. I'm just saying this in a very stupid way. So uh, yeah, that's what my listeners need. <laughs> Especially me too. Um, you know, the way that the code is updated, it's going to be a lot easier to put it onto a Windows or an Android device because they take the code and kind of piecemeal it together in parts. But an image, which is like the full kind of view of the Mac or Linux system, once you kind of corrupt that, you brick the thing. Like, it's just like, and I'm done. And so it's because the, you fucked with the code and it doesn't know how to yeah. read it? Kind of? Is that, is that uh, my way of face there? That's or? an easy way of putting it. And I'm not uh, technically qualified to be able to correct you on this. So, yeah, that'll work. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of going off my experiences and what I've done as far as my small IT experience. But. And then, like, you know, at Radford University, they say, oh, yeah, we need to re-image your computer. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Do whatever y'all need to do. But all I see them really do is just take out the old OS. And then when I say OS, folks, I'm talking about operating system. But then put in the new Windows 10 version, whatever, or a new update or right. whatever. And all of their security protocols and stuff like that that they put on there. and oh, Of course. Yeah, yeah I, I never really did know – you know, as far as administrators and as far as roles go on, roles go on PCs and stuff. I actually started learning about that in tech accounts and like, you know, you have master's accounts as far as my experiences. Oh, so there's a lot of people who can do anything they want with your computer as long as they have access to it. But uh, yep. Yeah. 
It's interesting. Right. <sighs> oh, that stuff so just blows my when, mind. So let's see here. We went from people drinking gas and storing it in tubes <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to go a whole down to, uh, information technology route on this The fact one. that Adam is still shit at swimming, but uh, he, he has a can-do attitude. I am. Absolutely. It's like I'm... Uh, it's uh, you know what it is. Well, it's funny we went uh, we went full circle. Well, <laughs> you want to take it home from here, folks? Lead lead the way, gentlemen. Okay. Unless uh, anything else we want to touch on is as far as world philosophy, we can solve world hunger, or we can figure out. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about conspiracy theories. Man, I love doing that stuff. But, Those are fun. <laughs> those those, those are fun to get into, man. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Uh, I mean, really, I'm open for anything. Okay, well, tell, tell you got any alien experience with your Navy? Alien experience? Yeah. No, not with the Navy. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, before that, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, okay, we caught fire earlier than we thought. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, quick. The, the uh i did have an experience when i was uh younger back uh, back in puerto rico and i think you can um i was actually telling this to uh megan last night um who's uh, megan your wife my girl my girl yeah my, uh, wifey wifey uh, <laughs> and um she knows the story uh and uh, but i'm sure you guys have heard of uh like chupacabras right you remember that chupacabras just chupacabras ain't that the it's literally um, the only time i thought it was mexican it was like half goat half um Something else. Well, no, Steven Spielberg or Spielberg, Spielberg did a series on The Outsider, and they actually had a thing where they were actually telling you, hell, it's a chupacabra killing everybody. Right, right. And it was, uh, there's been in a few series too, like, and even in a few documentaries, like, uh, what's that? Um, that guy had a show on the Travel Channel that he did a lot of uh, mysteries too, but they covered it in there too. But uh, anyway, like that was actively happening when I was in high school back in Puerto Rico. Uh, and uh, we had, around that time, we had an experience where there's a really, the way our house that I grew up in is literally, it's like our house sits on a hill and then it's a deep, uh, it's, it's, you go at the bottom of the hill, there's like a small creek and then across the creek is uh, like the, the government project housing. Uh, basketball court, baseball field, and then up to um, just to the left of that is a radio station and a tall antenna. So when we sit in the dining table, there's two windows that took the corner where both windows are facing the antenna. So there was a sighting on top of that one antenna uh, at one point, and we saw the whole thing, you know, with the big bright lights and the, something obviously not uh, from this planet just hovering there and then disappearing. They look like uh, a flying saucer, like what? uh for us it just looked like a like a very big bright light uh so okay. that was i'm literally getting goosebumps telling you the story Shit. right now I, and i just told uh about it uh megan yesterday i was telling her so about it. so about when it. the thing you know uh commander is it freyberg he, he's been on joe rogan i think and oh, also, the, the like, navy captain yeah navy, uh, and yeah, he yeah, talked yeah, about how like yeah. it, it moved the physics of the, the the spaceship i guess if you want to call that moving was just obviously not from this earth or right right like we, we just don't have like anything that, that you know yeah, technologically it, advanced yeah that, and it, it was actively it, blocking their radar and just kind of going up and down like a tic tac right. i think is what he called it right right and uh and this thing just kind of appeared on top of the radio station it was super bright and then uh the movement was like you know described like that it was just like really fast and like diagonally up and it just disappeared but that's not the best part 
I mean, we saw the whole thing with the lights. And I remember, I'll never forget, because we're eating dinner and back home, uh, all the windows are always open because uh, there's not a lot of people have AC. So you can hear everything. So we can literally hear like kids playing basketball in the court uh, down below us, right? Because you sure. can hear the footsteps and stuff. And all of a sudden, everything goes silent because everybody's looking at the light, right? So we're looking at the lights through our windows uh, at the house, uh, and then it disappears. Then the next day, uh, it gets interesting. So the news show up to do a news story there. Uh, so they go up to the to the radio station, to the radio station building, and they're interviewing people. Uh, and the newscaster is talking about uh, what you typically hear when people are describing, you know, UFOs, right? It's, it's something that they see in in, in the sky, and uh, there's usually no noise, and uh, or, or the lights are blinking or not blinking but they're basically the lights are blinking in an in a uh like abnormal way right not a plane uh, sure. so the, the camera looks up and you can see the camera pointing at a plane and, and the newscaster is like oh yeah you know that's a perfect example of a plane because you can see the flashing lights on the on the tail wings and and so forth and then all of a sudden the camera guy spans really fast to something that he just saw and it was an, a literal perfect example of a UFO on camera on the news at six o'clock. What? The very next day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've been trying to find it online to share the article. Can you not find it? Man, I'm, I'm please find that. Right please find that. And like, we, we will post it. It was, uh, it was a very long time ago, though. This is, I was a senior in high school. So this would have been like 99, 2000. Dude, that's I've never met anyone or actually <laughs> talked to anyone who actually had a full alien or first person alien story. It was uh it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. So do you remember like when you first saw it? Like were you getting goosebumps into it? Were you scared? Were you you know we like, were you excited or were you like I mean I think it was just one of those things of where it was just so just kind of in shock because it's like all the story, the new stories was chupacabras, right? Right. Uh, so, and and is he, you know, is he from this planet? Is he not from this planet? And then that's <laughs> happening, right, at the same time period. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think shock will be probably be the most accurate. Yeah, I mean, I always wondered, you know, I always, you know, like with your story, and then you know, I hear about, uh, God, what's the guy who worked at Area Fifty One, Bill, um, Ned Ned Lazar, Bill Lazar, Bill Lazar. Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar, and his story, and it's just like, you know, talking about seeing spaceships and the element 115, and that's just like, man, if I ever had a firsthand experience of actually seeing somebody, and even Dan Aykroyd has an uh, alien experience, and it's like, man, what the fuck, how would I feel, what would it be like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, is it going to be so surreal, I get goosebumps, or I'm going to be so shocked, or like you just said, that I would like, piss myself, or, or what? Uh, Ancient Aliens has a UFO captured on Puerto Rico. It's season 16. I shared the video and it happened around 1996. So we'll see if that's the same thing. 1996. Okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, this is the before that. I mean, at that point, like cell phones were just becoming popular, right? Like I had a, a Motorola StarTac, right? So nice. <laughs> see, I was trying to think my first cell phone was probably, so 99, I would have been 13. So maybe no. So I would have been more of twenty. What was I? I think I got my first one when I was fifteen or sixteen. About when I got my driver's license. So it was a Nokia or something. It was the brick. 
It was a, yeah, it was like a, yeah, it was a single brick. The Nokia brick, the uh, strongest I don't know, indis- demand. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah. You could drop that thing off, whatever, and it was not brick. Well, yeah, I mean, if finding that online today will be very hard because this is before the. the yeah, I was going to say that's before like, anything YouTube yeah. or what do you Google video? Is it, was that even, yeah. was Google even a thing in '96? Uh, I, oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we had computer at that time too. I remember having. <laughs> Or play in Oregon Trail and then have some type of small type of email as far as uh, so here Google oh god Google came out September 4th 1998 <laughs> and um, yeah we had dog pile oh, that's the whole thing when, when did MySpace come could, could you actually post that on MySpace no uh, that was after because I was I was yeah. in junior college when that came out okay yeah. I was just trying to think. Well, if I was had a video to share to the world in '96, how would I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Share and that? I remember like Facebook required you to have a a, a college a dot edu. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that part. It's like that was probably '06 or '05 for me. And I was so excited. I got Facebook, bro. Because <laughs> I, I was one of the last ones. Everyone else was forgetting. And I was like, "What do you have? Facebook?" I was like, "What the fuck is Facebook?" It was. Uh, I know, I think, uh, I mean, all of my siblings remember, uh, my parents remember, obviously remember, like, uh, yeah, like it's, and I think that if you find somebody else from my hometown during that time, they were probably telling you. So why do you think they would be over hovering that space in Puerto Rico? I mean, I don't think so. I was telling, uh, I was telling, I was talking to my girl last night and I was telling her and it's like, and I think, I think that it's funny how now it's, it's, it's the talk here, right? In the news here. But before that, uh, talk about UFOs has been in local news, like throughout Latin America and the rest of the world. Really? As it happened for many, many, many years. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, you guys are just now publicly talking about it, uh, right? Because of the, the, the Navy pilots talking about it. So, but whenever, like, uh, uh, I guess like a UFO, like appearance or a, a, a sightings or whatever happened in, in other countries, Right, they get interviewed and that gets aired here. You just happen to not really cover it in the news. There's too much other stuff going on, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it's not only just the Navy pilots talking about it, but also in a, one of the stimulus packages, they actually, when I say they, the government or whatever you want to call them, Democrat, or, uh, House delegates, I don't know what the senators. Anyway, they actually put in the stimulus package. You had 90 days to actually surface your information on UFOs as part of that one stimulus package. To like report it? Yeah, to actually share oh. actually some, t- I don't know how much information or what type of information, but that was part of it. You had, I think it was, th- I want to say three months to say, hey, hey, all right, some shit's going down. And that might be the spark of it. Like you said, is Fraber and obviously, I think it's Commander Fraber and Joe Rogan obviously talks about it all the fucking time. So, right. and I think that's what calls it more mainstream, obviously in the US. It's like, hey. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, in a way, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like, uh, I mean, back then, I'm struggling to find any news article, right, from that time period back, back home, right? Yeah. But uh, nowadays, everybody, access to information is way too easy. So, if anything, if you think about it, right, the fact that the government is publicly acknowledged that, acknowledging that now, it's a way to kind of get ahead of the curve, right? So, of course, if it, everybody has access to a cell phone and capture recordings, you know, so rather than call them, I guess, like skeptics or crazy people recording uh, UFO, it's it's too common now. So, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, the narrative yeah. back in. I mean, I'm not going to say back in, but let's go way far back. And, you know, if you believed in aliens or 
Bigfoot or anything like straight, just not of this world. You were like a a hippie. Well, crazy. You were drugs. You're crazy. Yeah, yeah you just man, you're just way you you you're way off the line here. And think about it. You're it was word of mouth, right? If you saw something mm-hmm. before cell phones. Like, I would have to trust you 100% to believe yeah. that out of your mouth. Yeah, you right? just couldn't so. pull your cell phone on. Let me Google some right. shit here. Had you been drinking again, Shane? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. I, I know you've been smoking a little bit, but no, but I mean, and also now, the, a recent article I just saw was that a submarine may have actually saw uh, something coming from the ocean, and that's where they think. When I say they, I guess the government or whoever you want to say. I, I always hate saying like they think or they say that. Like, but anyway, but yeah, they're actually living in the ocean. <laughs> the aliens are in the ocean coming from there. And that's why you see them over oceans. And obviously, you like I think one of you said earlier, like obviously our planet's all, almost all of water. But right. <laughs> yeah, and that's the biggest thing. That's how they hide themselves. And so, I mean, it makes sense. You go to the deep sea of- and there's stuff we'd never explore down there. and I mean, there's something like, uh, I don't know what the statistical figure, but it's something like a pretty high percentage of the uh, underwater uh, is, is uh, unexplored. So. Yeah. I mean, once you go to a certain part, it's just complete pitch dark, right? So. Yeah. Light doesn't, uh, I mean, natural light doesn't go there. <laughs> Beat the dog. <laughs> Chewing on his blanket for whatever. Go out of me, cut you off. Go ahead, John. So it's. Uh, there's no natural light other than the animals that give off their own bioluminescence. Mm-hmm. And uh, chupacabras drain. I just want to say for the record, they drain the blood from goats, not half goat things. Sorry about that, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Well, it wasn't just, well, it was called the chupacabras too, but it wasn't just goats, but it was usually like farm animals, so like chickens. Yeah. And, yeah. What, why, but, uh, why farm animals? Is that just... Was it meat or? That's, that's a good question, though. Yeah, I mean, is it, well, why, why would a legend be? Because I thought, from what I've read, it just kind of just killed whatever came near it. Or it was mostly farm animals. I know, uh, and and it would be. Wow. No, sorry, I. Oh, <laughs> were we born you with the chupacabra? <laughs> no, no, no. I I caught a yawn. But no, uh, not the chupacabra. It was eighty percent is unmapped of the known ocean. 80%? 80% is unmapped. Yeah. That's ridiculously high. I would have never thought that high. It's a big planet, man. Yeah. So you get into depths that are so deep that uh, subs can't even survive because otherwise they will collapse under the pressure. So we don't even have the technology to go. It'll crush a steel pole. Yeah. Like uh, it'll, it'll taper the uh, I guess any of the space available inside of like a steel girder and just crumple it and so that's saying that they that if there could be possible aliens that they would have a technology that's stronger than steel or metal like you're saying that it would not crush if it lived a deeper depth I think more than, more than, than like, like Titanic I guess right so I think if you if you think about it like this, right, if uh, the closest star is a little bit less than a light year away from here, from from, from our sun, uh, so if they had the technology to travel that far, I'm pretty sure that same technology will probably allow them to Yeah, I mean, if you can move a, a ship of their size, you know, completely that does not obey the laws of physics and go up and down into water, yeah, you can mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. But that's if. If. The truth is out there. 
It's wild. Man. It's wild, man. You got me excited. Just like I'm not, uh, especially when you were like, I get goosebumps, man. I was like, it, I'm high. It is. No, yeah, it dude. Is. I, 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 I literally just told, retold this story to, uh, to Megan last night, and I was showing her like, look, I'm literally getting goosebumps as I'm telling you because I'm remembering what it felt like, yeah. uh, and and how we all stopped what we were doing. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty cool stuff. I mean. It's all, it's wild that uh, there's another uh, the, one of the most famous stories is Morris Hill, Bailey Morris. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to Google that on me. Once one of, like they were in the 1950s and they both got abducted. Bailey Morris. I can't. Remember. All right. So anyway, but like they actually got abducted. So there's abduction stories and they said that I think they returned one of the mom or the girl not returned the, the father. I'm butchering this completely, so I'm sorry. Barney and Betty. Hill. Barney and Betty, man, I was way up. Okay. So anyway, that was uh, one of the most famous ones I've read, and it's just, oh man, it's got to be something to this because, and then also, there's a famous photo, and there's spaceships over the Capitol, and I think if you type in lights over the Capitol, I think it's like 1950s, 60s. And that's one of the most famous like occurrences. And like from then on, it just kind of blew my mind. It's like, okay, if you're posting a photo saying there's random lights over the Capitol that we don't know what these are from, and this is dating back towards the 60s and 70s, why are we not trying to look more into this? I think it's uh, – didn't that guy that uh, uh, was interviewed in the 60 Minutes that used to work at the Pentagon, he, you know, he, I think he was talking about uh, the fact that, I mean, you know, if, if – if you're some type of military official, you know, and, and, you know, are there more, uh, I guess, are there more important things happening closer to home that you should, that you're going to devote funds, right, to research and, and prepare for? Yeah. Sure. So that, you know, that probably just went to the bottom of the pile as far as uh, yeah. was critical to, to address at that point. John, if you found that photo, uh, tag it or send me the link so I can post that. So, um, I mean, I put Barney and Betty Hill, uh, their wiki. But, there, there. but there's another one. Just if you if you Google like lights over the Capitol or it's so the lights over Phoenix. No, oh well, there is like light not in Phoenix, but there is another one that's there's it might be Phoenix or I thought it was Texas, but there's these random orbs that show up around Texas or and nobody can nobody can explain DC them. UFO. Yeah, D, DC UFO lights. It's something along those lines. Well, it's the first. It's one known of the time it, intelligent life was at the Capitol. So. Yeah, it's literally over the Capitol, and you see a bunch of random lights above it. So. But yeah, there is like speaking of what you're talking about, Adam. There is some. I kind called of, it, John. I called it. Before. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there's, there's some random orbs that are down there, and nobody can explain them. But they show up every night, and they kind of go into a. I think it's a figure eight or circular pattern. All right, hear me out. Okay, so in the South, uh, the American South, there's this thing called snipe hunting now a snipe is a real bird and it exists in places like alaska and you can google it snipes are a real bird but they do not exist in the american south and what you would do is people who are not from the area they would be taken snipe hunting and what you would do is you take this person and you'd say okay i'm gonna you're gonna hold this sack i'm gonna walk off and i'm gonna make some noise and this bird's gonna run at you and you're gonna catch it in the sack all right. This is very popular because before cell phones and stuff, people didn't have shit all to do. 
And what you would do is you would basically just leave someone in the middle of the woods with a sack in their hands and wait until they figured out, eh, shit, I've been duped and come home. And it's funny to do things like that, like little harmless pranks to people that aren't from an area, not familiar with it. I saw Bear Grylls once. Um, this guy had just slaughtered a goat and he was getting ready to eat. And he goes, oh, you should eat this. This is a delicacy. And he hands him one of the goat's testicles. And Bear's like, I don't want it. He's like, no, 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 it's great honor. You, you got to eat this. And you actually, if you watch that scene, the guys in the background, they got grins. And not the sort of grin of like, oh, we're honoring this guy. Like, this dude's getting ready to eat raw goat nut. And he does. And he's just like, oh, oh. And the guy kind of giggles. <laughs> and I was like, he just got to snipe hunting. And, you know, I think that there would come a point in time that whether it's, you know, aliens messing with us or just the locals messing with people, you have to take with a grain of salt. Sometimes folks just want to take you snipe hunting. They want to see how much it takes for you to go, oh, shit, never mind. I get it now. Well, how, how big is a snipe? I mean, I've never heard of it. Oh, I just I looked them up. They're yeah. not that big. Okay. I, I, mean, yeah. Vision, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are we looking at here? I so got I mean, curious about the verse, so I looked at it. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, what I was saying. I've never I'm heard of Googling a snipe. it also, and I'll I'll put that in the link as well. But For sure. You know, again, they're they're not local to the area, but the moral of the story is that, like you see these lights going on, and it's the idea of aliens coming every day to a single location and just <clears throat> demonstrating these lights. I'm like, that seems a little far fetched. Like somebody would eventually go, "Hey, it's gonna be here." set up some shit and we'll look at it. It's uh, those are the sorts of stories that don't hold water. But in my opinion, now the ones where it's like everyone sees the certain sighting one time at a, like a very clearly visible area and then it just disappears, but it doesn't come back. That makes more sense because if I was an alien, I wouldn't be like, you know what? It's eight o'clock. I'm going to watch my favorite episode of dumbass Texans watching me float in the sky. Uh, <laughs> Well, do you like, have any perspectives on what, you know, as far as, you know, we talked about TVs and movies a little bit tonight, but what an alien might look like? You know, is, I mean, is it the version of Alien versus Predator, the ones you see on Independence Day, or the ones from Mars Attacks? I think it could be anything. There's a, there's a few, actually, there's a few great documents. I'm a documentary geek, so there's a few great documentaries that tackle that exact subject, and they uh, basically have a bunch of uh, artists uh, kind of design life based on a number of different uh, factors from a particular planet. Uh, so how, just how life here is like this, right? We're bipedals because of their, all of the ingredients in this planet just happens to be perfect for us to be the way that we are but in another planet that had maybe stronger gravity you know maybe we wouldn't be as tall right maybe we'll be a bunch of three you know like i guess uh what are the the, the people from lord of the rings were the dwarfs yeah you know maybe they would be like a bunch of dwarfs or, or hobbits because the gravity is so strong that we wouldn't grow past a third a certain threshold yeah. uh, so i think it depends where they will come from sure huh interesting well our boy elon musk is trying to invent that uh, neurotransmitter and where that everybody could talk without speaking. You would just read each other's thoughts. And that's the reason like part of, I guess another conspiracy is that, Oh, well maybe aliens are a future self of us. And that's why they have bigger heads because they can absorb more information. They have slimmer bodies and what you might see the one on South park, for example. And that's the reason, yeah, they don't have to lift up anything. They all do it 
telekinetically. And, telekinesis. Yeah, telekinesis. There we go. And yeah, so that's another that's reason that part of uh, that conspiracy that's a lot of is that, ooh, that's reason. It's just all about our brains, which it, it could be. I mean, the, 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 um, it's a, yeah, I mean, the, the name of the, the, the one of the series that I was referring to is called Alien Worlds. Uh, like, check it out. It's actually pretty cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's from Netflix, actually, one of those. Yeah, nice. Alien Worlds. Wait, that's a that's a video game. Hold up. <laughs> Alien Worlds. So, yeah. Uh, wait, I, I don't want to actually go to the damn Netflix link. There we go. There we go. There's the wiki. I like how we can live fact check stuff right here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Why not? That way, people are like, "Fuck these guys! They don't know what the hell they're talking about." Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, but that's not the only series like that. But you know, like to to your point, right? right, To your point, and you know, what would they look like? Would they, you know, would they look like, uh, uh, you know, Predator or or uh, fucking what's the name of the Avatar movie, like the blue people or whatever? I think shit. Right. Good good point. I forgot. Uh, you know, yeah. it, the, it, the, I think that what they would look like, it would greatly depend on the conditions of, of the planet that they come yeah. from. So. And most of how we viewed aliens up until I think the uh, the more recent series, like what you're talking about, Adam, has been you know carbon based life forms. Like we're not right. even taking into account that non carbon based yep. life exists and how it even interact, how how it may or may not even be viewable. And you know, you get. To talking to the fun stuff like what creates matter what is consciousness right. what's the definition of life like these are these are all big things and the reason why is i was a little skeptical it's like we have lights that show up every night i'm like i i don't think that there would be a group that was so mentally capable of exploring time and space at that point because you are moving vast distances in a uh, time frame that uh like either you're moving so fast, time's irrelevant, or you're living so long that they're not going to, you know, pitch tent in Texas and just hang out and have a good right, time. Right, right. Like it wouldn't be just random. And even then, you know, like the fact that uh, because of how we are, right, how we're shaped, you know, we're going to naturally like favor imagining things to be like anthropomorphic. And it, it's, it could be not at all like that, right? Uh, there was yeah. a movie that actually depicted the aliens that were completely clear, uh and going they, clear no they were completely like transparent oh, they, I, I thought i read they were, okay. like made Sorry. out of like uh like gamma rays or something like that like lights like light photons uh i can't remember the name of the movie though it was actually one of the uh, most life, unique life dark skies is it like that is it that one uh so i don't know i'm just i thought there was one I, I, I watched called going clear but i could be they were like made out of uh it's like, it's like pure energy and um, and they bend lights up to, to the naked eye. They look completely transparent. But then they, whenever they would touch, uh, I guess, the next victim in the movie, they would completely dissolve. Oh, wow. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. One of the most unique, I guess, depictions of aliens in movies. All right. So we've been going for about an hour and a half. So let's take this home real quick. And last thing I want to touch on, and John, you just – the reason this is thought, you said it because what creates consciousness – But, and what I've been kind of listening to and reading about lately is determinism versus free will. And uh, I think we take it home on this one. So do you believe that, uh, do you believe in free will? I guess is the question I'm asking. And we, you know, John, if you want to go first or Adam, if you want to go first. I think that. Or if you you don't want to talk about it at all, your choice. 
I mean, I think that at a certain point you have to believe in free will if you want to not resign yourself to this idea of it is what it is. But there's also, um, how is it? Everything is energy and matter. Matter is neither created nor destroyed. And if you go with this theory, if there was a box of a certain size and inside this box, there's no gravity, there's no friction, there's no air, there's nothing, and there's a ball. And the ball is a bouncy ball, you know, those little cheap shit bouncy balls, but it never loses energy and it's always able to bounce. Now you put the ball into the box, it starts bouncing, it's hitting off the walls, it's bouncing and it's rotating. Now at a certain point, and it's um, that same theory of uh, 10,000 monkeys typing on typewriters at the same time, given enough time transpires, they would write all of the collective works of Shakespeare randomly by happenstance. So similar with this box and the ball, as the ball's traveling around, it's hitting random trajectories, it's going at a certain rate, speed, it's not losing or gaining energy. At some point in time, the ball may start traveling the exact same path for a certain length of time, and it may deviate from that. So if the universe is a fixed size, matter is neither created nor destroyed, everything eventually, if you remove time from the equation, happens again, happens multiple times, happens in the same way, happens in slightly different ways, and things like that. So that is probably the best argument I've heard for you know, free will is simply the illusion of those that cannot experience time in its entirety. But at the same time, I like to think that it can be a master of my own destiny and that uh, what I think matters. And that's uh, my, I, I like that, I'm sticking but to it. it's just, I like that. Cause I mean, I'm going back and forth with it and I'm not pro one side or the other, but it, you know, when you said create consciousness, it's like, okay, what created that conscious? What created that thought that I just had? Was it, Something as far as genetics, as far as my parents or my environment that we've been talking about, my, you know, uh, I don't know uh, where I was going with that. But what created that spark in my thought? Was it because of something that just determined me to have that thought? Or was it just because, oh, yeah, I wanted to go do a podcast with John and Adam tonight. So that's what I went and did. Well, I think it's determining because uh, we said we'd join you. I mean, in that essence, yeah. Adam, do you have any insight or want to speak about it? I was actually looking at the the, the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Darkest Hour, by the way. Okay. Okay, Darkest yeah. Hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what was the question again? Even though so, I uh, basically, we were just talking about: Do you believe in determinism versus free will, or if you know, do we uh, all have a predetermined kind of like the Matrix? Are we living in a simulation? And I think it could be a little bit. I think it'll be like a little bit of column A, right? And a little bit of column B for sure. I think there's yeah. like I'm, ca- I'm kind of in the middle too. It's like, yeah. oh, man, wait, that just makes sense. Wait, wait, your side does make sense too. Now, like, where do I go? So, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I could lean more one way or the other. I mean, I think uh, other tough. factors that that would drive certain decisions or behaviors, you know, based on circumstances and surroundings, sure. Uh, do you have the power to follow those? Sure, right. So yeah, uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's that's a hard one. For, I don't think I could. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. tough, and that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up, kind of close it out with, is just that you know you talked about you grew up in Puerto Rico, you went to the military, whereas I grew up in Southwest Virginia, and obviously just for some random reason, 
John and I met each other, which he grew up in, uh, was it Tennessee, Bristol, Tennessee? I know it was yes, Tennessee sir. or Kingsport. In a, in a cave in Tennessee. Okay, that area. I know it was like was, Tri-Cities. I was born in a cave by an old mama lion. Ain't no <laughs> yeah. high woman make me walk the line. I think that's how that song so goes. So was it? something just predetermined for all of us just to come together and do something? Or was it just free will and it just, hey, I just chose to do something randomly and kind of how we said it earlier, earlier, maybe fate just brought it here or what? Or was I just predetermined for this to happen or what? I don't know. I, I go back. I'm, all, I'm on the fence. Chicken or the egg, you know? So, Yeah, that's a hard one to uh, pick aside. I think uh, I'm comfortably uh, straddling that one in the middle. Okay. Well, yeah. I say – Chicken uh, came first, by the way. <laughs> just, uh, just as FYI, um, because like through evolution, there was the chicken. And then the chicken crafted the first egg. So, because I I googled that one because I'm like, really, we haven't figured that shit out yet. And it was like, for there to have been an egg, there was a chicken. But the chicken evolved the ability to have eggs. So, well, something the chicken came first, man. Did something You're evolve welcome. into a chicken? Yeah. What? Dinosaurs. A <laughs> dinosaur, small dinosaur. I mean, liter- quite literally. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jurassic the Park. Chicken came first. Somebody man. took the blood out of a mosquito and. It's such a, such a <laughs> terrible movie with so many good life lessons. No. It's like uh, – Come on. If you don't think the greatest the line show. ever in a movie is, hold on to your butts, <laughs> it's such a <laughs> terrible thing. Wait, that was yes. like quote from Jurassic Park. Yeah, Samuel Jackson says it as he's oh, doing yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> the, best, the best hacker in history. That was. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Samuel L. Jackson. I went to the, that theater to watch something. Yeah, you, you talked uh, about it like almost <laughs> in the beginning of this podcast, and all of a sudden, all that just hit me randomly. Just, oh, fuck, yeah. like, hey, watch that movie news, and it all came back. So it aged pretty well, I think. So I think well, probably, I, mean, I think it would still hold up. Yeah, I, uh, I I I had my sons, both of my kids, watch it actually. Nice. Uh, yeah. What do they think of? Were they scared? Or? I think they were the, the, it was a little bit scarier than the modern Jurassic Park is is shown. At least the the first one. Oh, so the ones with Chris Pratt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the second one with Chris Pratt was far more horror than the first one. Ah, but, uh, yeah, I, I never thought about that way. Interesting. Yes, you don't look yeah, at it that way as uh, when you don't have kids or anything. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's survival horror at its finest using, you know, afterwards came like the zombie resurgence, the Resident Evils and stuff like that. But Jurassic Park holds up because they use so much actual animatronics mm-hmm. instead of CGI that it, I mean, it just looks superb. I mean, when that big ass T-Rex walks out, that's because some happy bastard and his team went <laughs> and made a giant T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, that is good. Instead of using green screens and uh, green screens and people in green costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He had a uh, real Jeff Goldblum and against him. Every film series that Samuel L. Jackson touches is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. He touches in- gold, man. Whatever he touches, <laughs> it's gold, dude. Yeah. Marvel, Star Wars, Jurassic Park. He's not in the rest of them, but you know, he, he touches it and it's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of magic, let's take this home, boys. Before we go down some random roads and we end up here five hours later. So, uh, uh, John, Adam, anything y'all want to say before we, uh, say, uh, deuces? 
Later AF, as the kids say. Uh, usually I introduce my drink. I feel like I should at this point. We didn't point, even talk but, about uh, drinking at all. We didn't even talk about drinking. Usually that's so, at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, so I'm having a Laphroaig lower because every time I get on this show, I'm either hungover or drinking Laphroaig. But uh, yeah, been sipping on that, okay. taking it easy. I was sipping on Maker's Mark, so... Adam, do you uh, do you have anything? No, John actually asked me earlier if I'm going to drink, uh, and I'm I'm usually a pretty avid uh, stout and and other kinds of beer drinker. But uh, I've been drinking uh, a Monster Energy drink and water. That's all I've had tonight. Okay, so. do say do say hydrated. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Picking right. up slack for me. Appreciate it, bro. Hey, right. <laughs> well, again, I appreciate you boys. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I think we had a great conversation. It was very inspiring, very uh, mind blowing too. At the same time, as far as information security and our little alien talk, and hey, uh, I enjoyed this very much. So, yep. yeah, we'll uh, we'll pick it up next time. We'll go down like on uh, Bigfoot or <laughs> something, and. Maybe even like I, I'll pick up my knowledge on Chupacabra and go down his history and see what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah. Now that I found out it's not just a uh, Mexican goat slurper, which I originally thought that was the uh, origin of the legend. It's good to know. I, yeah. I linked the uh, Chupacabra in there. All right. Good deal. So, all right. Well, uh, let's call it there. We'll take this one home again. Thanks. And uh, I'm going to say goodbye unless you have anything else to say. Y'all good? We're good. Uh, Thank you for having me. Okay. All right. We're out, folks. Thanks. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.